This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Ladies and gentlemen, I know for a fact that my blood pressure is definitely taking a couple of days to get down after the games from this past <laughs> Sunday. What a what a weekend of football! But welcome to episode twenty six of Ride the Pine. I'm here with Kyle. Kyle, how's it going? Yo, yeah, I just got done signing my petition to replay the Saints and Rams game. <laughs> oh my God, that, that's heartbreaking! Heartbreaking. Yeah, loss. it's crazy. I think that's where we need to start. I mean, that's just. That whole that whole call was insane, and I mean the game aside though was still awesome. It was. You're absolutely right. The game was great, but what the funniest part for me is is you know all the hoopla afterwards. You know Sean Payton getting upset. You know a lot of the players getting upset. Uh, then you have a couple Rams players who came out and said, "Oh yeah, that was definitely pass interference." Even the guy who committed the play, the corner for the Rams, uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Roby Coleman. Yeah. Um, said, "Oh yeah, I whacked him." Yeah, it, yeah, it, and he it said, makes "Sorry." He's like, "Yeah, sorry, guys. That's that's how it goes, or something." Yeah, I know. It's right. like, dude. And then the Saints are probably just like, "Oh, this is this just sucks. This just is awful." Uh, and another funny thing is, uh, some guy decided to go on and play Madden and get himself exactly in the right spot and call that exact play. Yeah, I saw this. And that's do the exact thing, and it was an immediate pass interference call. Right, yeah. I know. I think the big problem here is like most of these things that happen when there's a bad call, there's usually two sides. But this mm-hmm. is the only time I've I've ever seen a call like this where it's unanimous. The people that did it, the NFL, the NFL called Sean Payton after the game. That doesn't ever happen. You know? No. Th- th- there was happened. no debate about it. There was no debate. So if there was ever a time that anything could have happened, it was this game, you know? So now, now we know. You'll never, ever, ever see anything, you know, restarted, reset, or overturned, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like that was as bad as it gets. Unless they change the rules, which I think they need to, it'll never change. I think for me, the problem that I have with it is that they're now going ahead and saying that they're looking into now having pass interference reviewable. And I don't think that should be allowed, in my personal opinion. If a ref misses really? a call, that's part of the game. That he's going to miss a call, then that that's going to happen. Like, look what happened to Brady in the, in the Pats in the Chiefs game. Like, granted, yes, they won in overtime. But that call from the Chiefs player that they said was a helmet to contact with a helmet, he whiffed. He completely missed. And then the pass interference call on the Pats corner on Tyreek Hill, when they're just jockeying for position, there was no grab. There was no but hold. That, there was no jersey tug. No, but that's debatable for sure. That could have been pass interference. You can argue both sides of that. Nothing you is could. Like, You're nothing right. Nothing was like that pass interference. But I, th- I think that the helmet call, though, uh, I felt bad for the Chiefs on that one because that was a game changer. And it's getting that, that to the point huge. where a lot of these calls are now deciding games more than the actual players are. Because yeah, if you no. think about it, that play, had that helmet call not happened, Pats would have punted the ball. It was third down. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that changes a lot. It yeah, changes you know, the whole so game. 
I'm like big on letting the game go and like there's going to be variables such as the calls like we're it's humans it's not a robotic game but I disagree I think there should be a rule for the pass interference because this ruined that game and and maybe the Rams would have won anyway because they, they you, I mean you can't say the Saints lost because of that but it didn't it, it didn't help them right but no that kind of call should have been overturned and I do hope they make a change for it because sometimes these like that is just so bad that was such a missed call. I don't know what happened, but there should be some sort of rule. And, and you know, and the announcers put it perfectly. You know, I, I normally don't like Joe Buck and his announcing, but he put it perfectly. He said, it's such, it happens so quickly that, you know, when you, when you're in the moment, it's hard to like tell, because I mean, if you look at it in slow motion, clear as day, he was there early, but when it's happened, bang, bang, and the play's done, it's hard to uh, decipher how I mean because it was close, like it yeah, was I, like I, within uh, a couple seconds early. I'm not saying he was there and like he hit him on his ass and the ball wasn't even close to him. I mean the ball was almost there and he lit him up. Yeah, slow motion does make it easier, but that still was that was to the naked eye. I saw it before they even went to replay or anything, and I think what happened is like the ref, like just kind of had a little like brain fart or something, and then when he realized he should have thrown a flag, he knew it was too late. And he had to stick for to me, it. For me, yeah, for, for me, and then, you know, that's uh, that's what I was saying before. It's like, as much as I would love to have pass interference reviewable, I think it, it's changing the game too much. Like, first, they talk, take away the, you know, running on the kickoff. Like, oh, all, that, all the yeah, pa- right. You know, you know what the I mean? Blocking, and then, yeah. And blocking and things like that. Then, like, the the hitting low on a quarterback as a pass interference, or not Hit. pass interference, as a uh, roughing the passer, hitting high on the it, quarterback, hitting, hitting high the quarterback, hitting in the middle hitting, on the quarterback, hitting too hard. Uh, poking him, poking him with your finger is is a penalty. <laughs> Calling it, him a doo like, face, anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, your oh, your mother's casserole was just awful. It was it had too much. It had too much salt, and it's I made like, fun of your mom's casserole. <laughs> it's just it's they're changing too much, and I feel like if they add. Pass interference to us is just taking away from the ah. the game that was created all so those no, years ago. I know what you mean, right? It becomes everything becomes more of like, you know, a, a legislator thing, you know. But I, it's too I modernized. Think for this, like for the CFL, they, they they've got it pretty good. They have it in part of the game where that you can review uh, a penalty like that, and it's under um, three minutes. I think it is. Mm-hmm. They have like a three minute warning kind of thing, and that's what I wish it was. The NFL, I wish it was. Either they get three challenges or whatever, and one can be used towards a penalty, or you get one penalty challenge. I don't know, something like that. And it can be, I don't even care if it's only within the first, I mean, the last five minutes or something. I, I don't care. But if you use it, it's, it's gone. I don't even care if it's available for the whole game. Um, but it would only be overturned in this kind of situation. It wouldn't be a, let's see, was that holding? How did he pull the jersey? No, it, it's, it's going to overturn plays like this. So I do think it was there because there's been a few plays like that where the refs do miss it. I think I, I think it. if I hate that. I think if I think if it's if that's the case like if it's like a game changing play like if it's like a third and 10 and they miss a pass interference call that could be like a 30 yard play uh th- that I definitely warrant but like if it's like second quarter regular season in week 4 and it's like a the hold by an offensive lineman it's a 5 yard penalty I don't want the, the what I what I'm worried about is that if pass interference becomes reviewable are the rest of the penalties going to become reviewable at that point? And that's what worries me. 
because you know with the NFL, it's never just one thing. It's you know they were finding people for wearing colorful cleats that uh, you know rep yeah. breast cancer, and but, now I mean, they're just, you, you know and now they're talking about reviewing past interference. It just it, to me, it just. I don't want them to change too much. I'm just that stickler. I'm I'm old school. Like I want to like keep the game, not the way it is, but there's a way to change it, but not changing it too much. I know what you mean. It makes it like all just scientific or robotic, but and and I'm pretty much for that too. I really like just let, letting the game go. But I believe in this. I I hope they change it, and I don't care if it's for any penalty. But you get one a game, and that's it. Right. And when you when you spend it on it on a first quarter holding, well then you'll you'll learn quickly that that wasn't worth it. You know, right? And I, I don't think it'll be used as much as people think. But I, I mean, restrict everyone, whatever you want to do. But something needs to be in place for something like this. Uh, it's unless, like, you know, uh, unless you can only uh, challenge pass interference only, not yeah, that, holding. I mean, that, not that's fine too. Not you know? face masks, not anything like that. If it's only pass interference, I'd be fine with that. But if it's re- it's reviewing all penalties, I'd be I'd have a problem with that. Yeah, if it's offensive and defensive pass interference, I think that'd be great. Um, you know, and, and it should be, in my opinion, it should be reviewable whether it was called or not, you know, for, for, for non-calls as well, not just for called. Cause defensing, defensive and offensive holding is only five to 10 yards. Pass interference is a spot foul. So if it's 35 yards down the field, that's a 35 yard game for the, for that team. Yeah. Whether it's offense or defense, it's, it's a game changer. It's a huge difference. Yeah, and I no, think sure. I think I I think going off what you were saying though is if they only use it just for pass interference reviewing, I'd yeah. be okay with that. But if right. then they start turning into a uh, holding and and roughing the passer and you know clipping and yeah. all that but stuff, again, blocking if you get one back, a game, it's too much. If you get one a game, whatever, and I don't even care if it's playoffs only. You know, jeez, because uh, that's just so do or die. It is. So what do you think of the rest of that game, though? What do you think about it with the Rams Saints? Uh, I will say this: I think uh, the Rams didn't play their best game. If I'm being honest, I think the Saints outplayed them, um, but I think the Rams got lucky in the end. Uh, I will say this: they have a phenomenal kicker on their team. They do. Greg Zerline is—he is so good. It's yeah. really amazing. He really is automatic. Um, yeah, they didn't play a great game, but I mean, they're a pretty strong team. They've had some good performances the last few weeks in the playoffs here, and I mean, they earned it. The Saints are no joke, and winning there is hard. And they, they I think they have it down. Goff is a good quarterback, but he's not great, so they they make sure he doesn't have to put it all on his shoulders. Um, no, I like that. I agree with you. I, I do. I do. Agree. I, I like it too. Um, the one thing that I'm impressed with uh, the Rams about is uh, I actually pulled up some stats from their playoff run so far. Um, they've had over 800 yards total offense in two games. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, considering you're playing some good teams. That could happen during the year for sure. But yeah, these are two good uh, teams. But the thing that stands out to me is that they had 273 yards rushing against the Cowboys. They had 77 against the Saints. Granted, right. the Saints have a good run defense, but that's a humongous – that's two hundred, almost 200 yards difference. That is, and that's usually what you have to have as a run game. But I like the way they mix in. All of a sudden, it's Gurley and C.J. Anderson. That's cool. It is. C.J. Anderson is, is a good player. I mean, he's a former um, – um, 
I believe AFC champion with the Broncos when right. the Broncos went to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's no joke. He's no slouch by any means. Yeah. Um, the one thing that concerns me with the Rams going forward is um, their defense. Their rush defense is great. They've let up 98 total rushing yards in two games. That's yeah. incredible. That's incredible, especially when you think about who they played against those two games. Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and Mark Ingram. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's amazing. It's their pass defense that lacks. Their pass right. defense has let up over five, almost 500 yards of total passing yards in the last two games. Yeah. But, I mean, that's expected. You're playing some good teams, and, like, Breeze should be throwing for 400, you know? Um, and, and, yeah, they're definitely a little bit weak there. And they've, they've turned it on as of late. Like, they weren't even they weren't even a middle-of-the-pack defense early in the season. You know, they, they've definitely gotten better. Um, no, you're right. But, but at least it complements it. Like, stopping the run like that, it does make it so that the other team can't, you know, kind of run the clock and run the game. So then when they do pass, it, it, it might work, which they've given it up, but it does put more pressure on it. You know, if you're giving up the run and you have the pass, that, that's going to be tough. But if they can do this to the Patriots and stuff the run a little bit um, and, and make Brady beat him, that's fine. I mean, of course, he can beat him. But like the point is just, you know, make him a little bit closer to one dimensional, one dimensional. No, I agree. Um, I, I think for me, um, what I'm looking at just based on the stats, it's either they have a great rushing attack and a mediocre pass attack, or they have a great pass attack and a mediocre run attack. It, yeah, it's, interesting. It's never, a, it's never a good balance. Like uh, the first game against the Cowboys, they had 186 yards passing and nearly 300 yards rushing. Then last game, 301 yards passing and 77 yards rushing. So it's there's Allowed, no real. You're saying. No, that's what they accrued, like on offense. Oh, an offense. Ter- okay, yeah. In terms of defense, they allowed 258 yards passing and 50 yards rushing to the Cowboys, and 242 yards passing and 48 yards rushing to the Saints. Yeah, it's crazy. And you know, I mean, part of that is they they didn't even jump out that well against the Saints, but like they're usually the team that is right there or, or winning, and, and the other team has the pressure on them, you know? And that's mm-hmm. great. You know, they, they definitely don't usually come out too, too quiet, you know? Um, they usually, they usually know how to like make sure they, they push it and don't be too conservative. Um, I am a little bit nervous about their experience going into the Super Bowl, though. Um, I think they're a great team. You know, I think it's coached well, but I don't know if they're quite there. I mean, they're like still hitting like kind of the, the shell shock of being good. Yeah, the thing the thing that worries me for them especially is Tom Brady. Um mainly because the last time Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl, aka last year, um he threw for 500 yards. Yeah, that is crazy. He did really well. 500 yards. I'm sorry, but if you're letting up over 200 to 250 yards passing in the last 2 weeks and you're going against Tom Brady, I'm not saying for the pass to abandon the run, but just air it out. It, it, it seems to me like the corners for the for the Rams are not going to be able to keep up with the high-speed offense of the Pats. I think where the, yeah, it's going to be a big difference maker is if they can get Gurley more involved, because they didn't have him really involved against the Saints. Because right. it sounded like he was hurt. No, he was all dinged up and from the game before, yeah. So if if you obviously give um, 
Gurley t- over two and a half weeks to rest. Get him all rested up. Get him ready to go. He's got to be ready. And yeah, they need that. He 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 has to be ready. If he is not game ready, yeah. if he's if he rushes for less than eighty yards, Pats blow out the Rams. It's not going to be close. But if yeah. if Gurley can run for over a hundred yards, it'll be a much closer contest. Yeah, because that's where you can control the game for sure. If you exactly, hey, let's if make sure can... we give a little bit of love to the AFC. How about that game with the Chiefs? That that oh man, in that first uh, half, man, it was like it was pretty good. You know, it was a good tight one. But I, I, in the I, fourth I, quarter, oh man, I gotta give my props to Patrick Mahomes. He is absolutely unbelievable. That pass that he threw to Sammy Watkins. I know. Down towards the goal line yeah. was one of the most ridiculous throws I think I've ever seen in playoffs. It's in like that ever. It's like athletic, and he he makes it look prettier. But it's like the Brett Favre thing. He just kind of like knows. He just can find. He can find a way to put the ball there wherever it is. He just makes it look a little bit better. He has just like phenomenal vision. He Dude, he's so, so cool. smart, and his arm is an absolute cannon. And I, like he threw that. How how many yards in the air would you say? Probably. 40 or 50 at least. Oh, yeah. Must have been, yeah. At least. I mean, it, it's crazy how talented this kid is. Yeah. This will not be his last that little AFC sidearm one he had. Yeah, the side, the fact that he can throw a sidearm without dislocating his elbow. Way, is, he was running to the sideline. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's just, it's so cool. Um, He'd be a good pitcher. <laughs> yeah, he will be. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. His dad was. Uh, Former major league baseball pitcher for the Texas Rangers. Oh, that's I so he has a, he, he he has that in his history, and believe it or not, his dad yeah. so actually was in the league when um, Alex Rodriguez came to the Texas Rangers for his first season. That is funny. That is but, weird. I didn't know that. But isn't that, isn't that crazy? Uh, but what were you gonna yeah. say? Oh, so I don't know if it's just me, but. You know, we watch football very closely, you know, so we know everybody and the personalities. And I, when I watch Mahomes, I'm like, there's something weird about this guy. He, like, the way he's, like, cool on the field, but he's not really cocky, but he looks like he's kind of been there, and he kind of just makes it happen. He 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 gets pumped, but he's also con- kind of conservative. I'm like, this guy's, like, living, like, a second life. Like, he's, like, born again, and, like... He's he's done this before or something. He's something weird about him. Like he's just so natural out there playing and just like mm-hmm. knows what's happening. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I start to I I wonder about that guy. I'm like, he looks like he was like from another generation and now he's just doing it again. Yeah, because he's just so smooth. He's just so naturally good, you know. Yeah, no, but that fourth think, quarter, man, there was like forty uh, points combined. That was insane. Yeah, no, Back that, and forth. that was, that was crazy. awesome. That was the way I wanted to end. Yeah, I'm looking at the stats actually, and uh, uh, the Pats ended up with 524 yards of total offense, uh, and the Chiefs, yeah. after a what was it, 34 or like 40 yard first half, is what they accumulated. It wasn't very much. Oh yeah, it was bad. They ended up with 249, so they had over 200 yards offense in the second half alone. Right. Which I mean, that really isn't great, but that's pretty good. But considering how they started, I yeah, mean, that's right. a hell of a comeback. Yeah, and that was just awesome. I mean, Arrowhead was going nuts. They, they, they did everything they could, you know. They just, like I said before, the defense isn't good enough, plain and simple. They're not going to really stop Brady. Uh, and, you know, I think the different uh, difference for the Pats this year uh, than other times they've been in the Super Bowl, their running game is amazing. 
as it opposed is, yeah. to the past couple seasons. Yeah, and it's not as trendy. Uh, usually the stuff, stuff with the Patriots kind of comes and goes over the weeks. But no, they've had a pretty good run game most of the year, you know, um, at least able to gobble up yards. You know, sometimes they've had some good good performances. Right, but like having the versatility of being able to go between Michelle, White, and Burkhead. Yeah, for you sure. Know, having exactly. Burkhead bat is definitely helpful. Cause and they're always fresh. A, yeah, and, and they're, they're not... It's not like they're running Michelle every play. It's like they run Michelle two or three plays, take him out, put Burkett in, run him for two or three plays, then take him out, put White in. And that's just like a vicious cycle, and it's great. It's, well, whatever they're doing with their rotation is phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it is. They're just keeping them so fresh and so um, just jittery like, and definitely pumped up because Michelle uh, was all fired up for that game. Yeah, he was. And he's living it up right now. This guy... You know, it's out of nowhere and doing his thing. And and if you're on a good team and you do your job, man, you're going to be part of the Super Bowl run. And that's what he's doing. It's so cool. If I and and you know, I know we have a couple more episodes coming out uh, previewing the Super Bowl. But yeah, if I'm, exactly. If I'm picking my Super Bowl MVP right now, if the Pats win, it's Sony Michelle, and I'm going to tell you why. Probably. He used to play at the University of Georgia. This game is playing in Atlanta. He's got. That's home cool. field, home field advantage for Sony Michelle, and he's gonna want to show up and show up hard, especially playing in the Georgia Dome. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's almost like he's going back to his game. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, he's he's going back to his roots, and I think that I think that's great for him. What's also really a fun storyline is the fact that both Gurley and Michelle both played at Georgia. Yeah, I think that's awesome. They're meeting yeah, again. So, yeah, they're meeting meeting back again because I think Those they were both were on the same team. Uh, talk about two phenomenal running backs in a row at Georgia. Dude, first yeah, you get Gurley, he, he graduates, and here comes Sony Michelle, and you're just like, well, <laughs> we went from really good to also yeah. really good. Like this yep, is a exactly. pretty good setup for us. So, um, as you said, we're gonna have a few episodes here, kind of breaking down the Super Bowl leading up to it. So make sure everyone stays tuned. But uh, so without giving it away, don't don't make your prediction now. But what are your like first thoughts here with Rams and Patriots going into uh sunday well you know i said this in our last episode yeah i said this in our last episode i think regardless we're in for a great super bowl i think i hope so i I think when we were when we were lining up the conference championship games and you had the possibility of saints pats or saints chiefs or rams pats or rams chiefs yeah any way you slice it it was gonna be a good super bowl and i think it's just gonna be new school versus old school uh you know Granted, yes. Um, exactly. You got you got the new up and coming young coach Sean McVay. You yeah. You got the old, older veteran coach Bill Belichick. You got the old vet Tom Brady against the the young gun Jared Goff. You know, it's just like great storylines for me. Yeah, and the and Rams kind of follow like the big name thing. You know, they kind of have some on of the top big of that, stars. Akib Talib and Brandon Cooks, former Patriots. I know. So there's like a bunch of different storylines that I love in here. I'm I'm will I'm I'm really interested to see how well Brandon Cooks plays because I know he's going to want to play well against his former team. I know. I hope so. Yeah, I, I want to see that. And and I, I like this whole battle, like you said, this new versus old. And I feel like the the Rams like like no one really dislikes the Rams. You know, they're one of those teams. They're not really, you know, up there like like the Ravens or something. You know, they're not really disliked, right. but they have like kind of the big names. And of course the Patriots do, but they, they do more of like the 
whoever's kind of in, you know, next man up kind of thing, you know. So I'm looking forward to that. And just this whole young coach versus the new uh, old coach, like that's awesome. That's going to be a battle. Yeah. Like I I want to see, I want to see some strategy. I will say this. Uh, I think we definitely will because I, I know for a fact Sean McVay is no dummy. He he's not the type of guy who's he's gonna slick. crumble under the pressure. He is a very slick coach, and he yeah has he's a made lot. some he's calls, probably, man, this year. He like how about the in that Saints game when they were just getting routed in that first quarter, and then he does the fake punt. Yeah, that was freaking cool. And, and talk about some cojones. Yeah, it's successful, but it also can change things, right? It puts mm-hmm. that confidence in your team. But I like that about him. Instead of just kind of going about it, first down, second down, third down. Now, like he 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 makes sure to think of the play that you wouldn't expect, and then he makes that play come. You know, it's it's pretty good. I, I think I, like I think it. my thing with him is that not only is he calling the play, he's calling plays that will he know will get him the results he wants. And yeah, he, for sure. And, and yeah. not a lot of them are high risk. A lot of them are very simple plays that just turn out the way he wants. And he just plays, I wouldn't say conservative, but it's it's very strategic and very smart. He He's a very savvy coach, and I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of yeah. his. And then, of course, Belichick like, just doesn't make mistakes. Like He's just like the gritty, like knows what to do to make it happen. And, right. And discipline, you know, it's all about that. And the Rams run a little bit more off of adrenaline and you know, kind of like amping up, you know, and the Patriots are just like sound football, sound football, smart, you know, it's going to be good. Yeah, you no, saw, uh, you saw my uh, post there, right? During the Patriots game. And I'm like, oh, we're about to see the rematch that what 19 years in the making or 18 years yeah, in the making from when they met. That, this is awesome. Yeah. And not to mention that was the Pats first Super Bowl when the, exactly. these two teams first met. And now the Pats have won what five since then yeah yeah it's saddening and but going yes. for the six it's 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 crazy it, and it's, that it's game crazy. was was nuts that came down to it was tie game and venetary had to kick a field goal to win it with time yeah. expiring 2017 yeah. that's nuts like i would love to see this game i think i already i might even told you my early prediction was rams 20 patriots 17 just because that would be the reverse of 18 years ago but i'm not putting my name to that score yet so don't hold me to it uh, I, I might have to. I'm just kidding, <laughs> dude. I actually, I wouldn't be surprised if it was low like that. Wouldn't that throw us all off? It was like the um, the Patriots Giants one where everyone's like, oh, they're gonna, everyone's gonna, they'll, they'll score a thirty for sure. And the game was what seventeen fourteen. I'm going twenty one twenty as of right now. And that's twenty one twenty Pats, uh, game winning field goal by Gostowski. Yeah, we'll you know, see. like you said, all those years in the making, and it's gonna happen again. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my prediction until our last uh, little last Super Bowl, you know, um, breakdown comes out. You know, that's just a pre- that's a preliminary guess for yeah, me. Yeah, right. Uh, we got we got a long way to go before the Super Bowl. We gotta see how but, media week goes and how the players handle media week. <laughs> yeah, I love, that, that should dude, be I, really interesting. Yeah, I love the festivities leading up to the Super Bowl. Like like you know, this week's a little bit quiet, but there's still kind of like the early, you know, what's going on. When are the players gonna get there? Kind of thing. Uh, you kind of hear about players that were injured from the from the championship Sunday and whatnot. But then, like next week, when they start doing the media stuff, they start showing up and they they do like the live you know practices you can see on TV. Like that's fun, man. Like there's a lot a lot of activities that goes on. No, I agree. I'm I'm looking forward to it. it should be a fun week. But that's gonna do it for this episode of Ride the Pine. Um, we're, we're stay tuned for our next part. Um, our continuation of this episode where we're going to continue to preview the Super Bowl. We're going to talk more about these two teams and their history. 
um, and uh, go from there. Breakdown Break down by position, see see who has the edge in each one, and uh, just stay tuned for more. We're going to have a couple episodes that are going to come out before uh, the Super Bowl. So stay tuned for that. And um, from all of us here, Ride the Pine, I'm Dan. And uh, I'm, as always, I'm with Kyle. And thanks, uh, thanks for joining Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.